Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 29, Yeshayahu Perek Chof Tez. In the last chapter, 28, we began a series of chapters that utilize and begin with the term hoy, which is, could be like a term of attention or woe. Before, in the last chapter, Yeshayahu turned towards the people of the northern kingdom of Ephraim and called out to them um, to warn them of their mistakes and the upcoming destruction. Today, he turns his attention in chapter 29 to the southern kingdom, Judah. And he uses a term, Ariel. So let's begin chapter 29. Hoy Ariel, Ariel. Listen, or woe is to you, Ariel, Ariel. Ariel literally means the lion of God, or God's lion, or God is a lion. But regardless, it is known from other places that Ariel is a term generally used to describe the Mizbeach, the altar in the temple. Um, and since the Mizbeach was the uh, a center, a focal center of the temple, it's also used sometimes to refer to the entire city of Jerusalem or even the people of Judah, which we'll see soon. So, Hoy Ariel, Ariel, woe is to you, Ariel, Kiryat Chonotavid, the city where David camped, as David was the one who established this city as the capital. Sifu Shana Al Shana, add year to year Chagim Kofu as the holidays come around. In other words, the general way of life, every year goes, years come, years go, times come, times go, holidays come, holidays go. That's the rhythm of life in the Mizbeach, or at the Mizbeach, at the altar, and at the capital. But God says there will be a time when I am going to uh, cause uh, distress to Ariel. And there will be um, mourning and groaning, or, or moaning and suffering. And she, the entire city of Jerusalem, will be like the altar. In other words, just like the altar is um is 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 has has is has sacrifices there will be sacrifices to taking place in in judah um and i will camp like around you like like a, a ball or a circle and i am going to besiege you with uh siege towers and buildings um uh, or uh, and I will establish upon you um, a, a, a siege works. The um, this 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 part of this chapter is generally considered to be referring to or predicting the events when the Assyrians camp around Jerusalem and cause it uh, uh, and lay siege, and eventually they disappear, uh, which is certainly seems to be the case. However. This is also there's many other lessons which you will see as as Yeshayahu speaks in this in this proportion that are not just referring to that time but referring to pretty much uh, times in the future. and what happens then you will um, speak from the ground. You will be lowered and speak from the ground. and from the dirt you will then speak. And your um, vo voice will come like, like a mist or a dust 
or even some translate as a as a um, as a ghost. The Ovi Edoni, will your voice come out of the ground? And your word will come from dirt. This has various interpretations. The one I like the best is what this is saying is that you will be lowered, you will be humbled, you will be afraid, you will be scared, um, but you will be humbled. You will realize that you aren't so powerful or you aren't so great. And when threatened from humility, you will begin to speak. Imraseich, referring to your prayers towards God, your speech towards others, you will start to speak with humility. And then, in other words, God lays siege, makes you suffer, brings you down, but then the people will recognize and be humble. This is very different than what happened to the northern kingdom, who never got down off their high horses, so to speak, and ended up getting destroyed. But the people of Judah did, although they suffered a lot for sins that were very real, which Yeshayahu has been criticizing them for. When push came to shove, they recognized it and were humbled. And then, me'im adon, then we see the next um, uh, verse, v'hayach avak dach, and then those that are gathered around you, those enemies, will just poof, fly away like, like thin dust. And like the chaff that just gets blown away by the wind. All of those people that were making you suffer. And this will happen suddenly. This certainly is reminiscent of what happened to the Assyrian armies, but, but really is referring to anything. That when you learn the humility that you're supposed to learn, Yeshayahu says, that's when your enemies will disappear. At that point, from God, God will remember you. And then, then God will appear in, with thunder and lightning and sounds and noises and, and winds and, and earthquakes and so on. That's when the power of God will be, will be seen fighting for you. And all of those people that were gathering around you, they were living in a world where they were the powerful ones, they were the strong ones, and they were coming to attack the weak Judah, the weak Jewish people. They're, they have, like, they're living in a dreamland. And then all of a sudden they're going to wake up and poof, it's going to be different. The world is going to be different. It'll be like a dream at night. All of those nations that were gathering against Ariel, the people of Judah. And all of those who were building those siege works around it. Similar to a person who is starving, uh, God forbid, and, and, and he's eating in his dream. He feels, and then he wakes up to the reality. That's how they're going to see it. They're going to see the world as if it'll be so obvious to them that they're winning. And then they'll wake up to reality that they're not. Similar to a thirsty person who's drinking, and then he wakes up from his dream, and he's exhausted, and he's parched from thirst, and his soul is parched. That's what's going to happen to all of those many nations who are gathering around, around Mount, the mountain of Zion, the people that are gathering against Jerusalem. But when does that happen? Only when the people of Jerusalem, when the people of Judah learn humility. When they speak from the dirt, that's when God will come and, and rescue them. And that's when their enemies will wake up from the dream and see reality. That's the end of the first portion of this chapter. This chapter is really divided into three segments. This next, the first segment was, emphasis was on learning humility is necessary for salvation. This next segment is referring to people who are... Um, 
confused about religion. They're confused about what, what the religion, in this case, Judaism, what the Torah has to teach. They look to the prophets and they don't understand, they don't get it. And we're going to see this, Hisma'amu utumahu. You are going to wonder and you will be in wonder. Hishta'ash'uva sho'u. Um, uh, you will be uh, blinded or stupefied, right? Shachruvalo uh, yain. You'll be uh, you'll be confused, but not from wine. Nauvalo um, shechar. Uh, you will be bothered or staggering, but you will not be from strong drink or from liquor. Kinosach aleichem adonai ruach tardeima. God will pour upon you a spirit of confusion. Vayatzeimenechem. He will close your eyes. Et hanaviim v'etroshechem achosim kisa. Your prophets and the people that the, the seers, those the wise men that you go to for wisdom, he'll cover their wisdom. You won't understand what they're teaching, or they may not even understand what they're teaching. And what is this confusion? It sounds like you're going to have the books, you're going to have the teachers, but you won't understand it. You won't get it. You don't get the message. What's this message? Let's see. We'll get there. Vatilachem chazus hakol. And it will be to you this this whole vision, right? So it's like a book that's sealed up, and you give it to it. El sefer to someone who knows how to read. Lamar saying, please, Quranazza, read this book. The Omar, and he will say, I can't read this book. It's sealed up. I don't know what's in there. I don't. I can't make sense out of it. And then you go and you find someone else and you give it to him, but he's a person who doesn't even know how to read. And you say, please read it. And he says, I don't know. And God says, why is it that you don't understand this, what I'm trying to teach you? Ishayahu is telling us, I, Ishayahu, in this entire book, am trying to teach you a lesson. But you don't get the lesson. Why don't you get it? Well, God tells you why. What is it? Because the reason why you don't get it is because the, the people come to me when they come to give honor to me they do it only with their mouths and their lips their heart is not in it. They don't realize. They're using their, 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 their everything except for the the um they're using everything except for their heart their heart's not in it they don't get the fact that the torah isn't just about things that you do it's not what the wisdom of the torah is about the things that you do in order to um the mitzvot that we do the commandments that we keep the rules that we keep but rather it's about the heart see their fear for me or the way they see me is mitzvat anashim melumada is simply commandments that people do by rote. This is what we learned. We act this way. We do this way. We do this in the morning. This in the afternoon. But they don't remember that it's about the heart. That's the message that they don't get. That's the book that they can't read. That's the prophet that they're not able to understand. Lochain, therefore, because you don't understand this, hidini yosif lahafliyat amaz afleva fella. I am going to 
again do a, a wild a wondrous thing and the wisdom of its wise men which is incredibly wise will be lost because the people don't get it and the understanding of its the people that are understanders its philosophers and the wisdom they won't get it we see this so much today how people simply don't get and understand the wisdom and this is one of the purposes of this entire podcast is listen to the words of Yeshayahu, hear what he is trying to say. We live in a world where people keep on forgetting what this religion is actually about. And now we start the third section of this chapter. And in the third section of this chapter, um, um, Yeshayahu is going to be criticizing something else. The people that think that God doesn't understand. Hoi hama'amikim me'adonai lastiretzo. Woe is to the uh, people that seek, they look to hide from God their, their, their knowledge. In other words, they want to think that God doesn't have knowledge. And they go and they hide and they do things in the dark. They think, no one's going to see us, no one's going to know what we do. In other words, if you lose your heart, like we said before, and it's all about what it looks like, then what you do in private and nobody knows doesn't bother anyone, so who cares? However, it's not about that. Just because no one knows doesn't mean that you're not corrupted. Just because no one get, catches you in the lies doesn't mean that it's not a lie. And, and of course, God knows. God knows. And this is the way human beings are. If you are a corrupt person, just because you lie and get away with it, you're still a bad person or at least you're still a person that has done bad. Don't you realize how messed up you are? Shall, if, if the, is the, um, is the uh, creator of the clay as bad as the clay itself? Something that a person does will say to that which made it, You haven't made me? Of course God understands. God created human beings. This is the way people are. He knows exactly what you're doing, why and how. But God says, there will be a time when this will not be like that. There will be a time when, when the Levanon, when Lebanon will become fruitful again. And, and um, because what's going to happen then? When will people realize that it's about what's in the heart? When there will be a day on that day in the future, by Omahu, the day in the future, when the, the deaf will then finally hear the words of that book. They'll understand what that book is trying to teach. And from the darkness, those that were blind will finally be able to see what's in that book. And when is that? The, the humble ones will. <coughs> will increase their joy, simcha, simcha. They will finally find happiness. And the impoverished ones of human beings, Bittosh Yisrael, Yagilu, will have, will have joy in the Holy One of Israel. Finally, finally they will. Why? Because they're anavim, they're evyonim, the poor, the humble. Again, he's going back to what he said the first time. When you recognize that humility, then you recognize that's part and parcel of having your heart in something recognizing your limitations, who you are, and recognizing the greatness of God, 
what you're recognizing is that you need to be honest and good and kind and compassionate as a real person, as a real thing in your real heart. That's when you finally put your heart key. A face Finally, those people that are jokers, the cynics, they're going to be gone. All those people that are constantly doing sin. Those people that trick people with their words and make them sin by tricking them and telling them lies. The ones who, who, um, who, uh, uh, um, lay traps for the, the one who is in the gate, you know, the speakers, the one who's trying to teach people right. These people, the cynics, they constantly laying traps for them and tripping them up so that they can't teach people the right path. The ones that mess up the righteous ones by give, with nothingness. But there will be a day when that will be over and they will be gone. This is what God says to the house of Jacob. That he has redeemed Abraham. No longer will the people of Jacob be embarrassed. They will no longer be ashamed and their faces white with shame. Because when he sees his children, the ones that I created, God says, the children of the Jewish people, again, Isaiah always goes back to children as a symbol of the honest and innocence that exists within the Jewish people that always will. He always refers to the children. We had this several times already. God says, these are my creations. Within the people, they will they will make my name holy. They will make holy the one who is holy of Jacob is a reference to God. And they will um and they will stand in awe of God Himself. And the ones that were messed up in spirit, those ones that the ones that were all confused, they will finally get it. They will finally know Bina. They will finally know understanding. They'll get what's in the book. And the people that were murmuring and, and confused, they will finally learn Lekach instruction. They will learn what they were supposed to learn. Thank you so much for studying chapter 29. Looking forward to studying chapter 30 together.